Matt Beret here with the Tom J. Krieger team. This episode, we are talking about what does it mean to be talking about real estate investing? Let's get into it. All right, friends, welcome to this episode of the Nitty Gritty Podcast here with Tom Krieger, myself, Matt Bray, the Tom J. Krieger team. We're talking about real estate investing. Um, there is lots of avenues with real estate investing, so we're going to try and keep it as simple as possible. Uh, and again, if you have any questions about anything you hear in this episode or any of the other episodes we put out, please feel free to call us, text us, email us. If you've got questions about your market in a different city or a state, they can call, text, and email us too, and we'll connect you with a great agent in your area. So, Tom, we're talking about real estate investing. Um I want to touch on using potential equity. Okay. We, we talked about this in a previous episode of Equity Gain, the difference between what your home's market value is now versus what you owe. That spread is your equity. We'll use rough numbers. If you owe 100000 and your home is worth 200000 you have $100,000 of equity. Yep. So how to use that potential equity? You talked on the previous episodes about buying an investment property. You talked about pulling equity out and um, upgrading the home that you're currently in. So I can talk a little intelligently about the upgrading the home you're in with your equity. You know, you, you connect with a lender, you refinance, you pull that equity out and you can upgrade your home. But you yourself, you've over the you know nearly 40 years of real estate, you've bought investment properties, right? Yep. Um, and you can do that. So how can you use the equity? Very briefly, how can you get that equity out and how can you use that to buy an investment property? Well, Matt, one of the things that people um, need to understand is you're buying investment property because you want to make an investment. And what is an investment? It's the engaging in the purchase of something so that in the future, it'll be of greater value. That's what investing is about. Savings is something different, but investing is about greater value in the future. So in your example, if you have a home that's worth 200,000 and you have $100,000 worth of equity in your home and you leave it there, that is investment money that is not making you anything. It is like putting it in a savings account with a 0% rate of return. Now, we know your house is appreciating normally, your house appreciates, but your equity position doesn't appreciate. Mm -hmm. So understand that concept. Now, if I can take that equity position, that savings, and I can use it to purchase an investment that's going to pay me money or give me a return, that's what investing is about. So let's talk about taking some of your equity utilizing it to purchase an investment property, taking the profit from that investment and using it to either buy down the mortgage that you have or help you make a payment and in essence reduce your liability or your monthly payment to your house. So that's what I share with people. If you can take that equity, 
and that equity can purchase, help you purchase something else, you get a cash flow, a positive cash flow from what you purchase, you apply that cash flow, that positive cash flow against your permanent resident mortgage, you lower your monthly expenses. Now, here's the icing on top of the cake. That investment property that you bought, if you would have bought it in January of 2020, and in January of 2021, it's 9% greater value in that property. In other words, you've made 9% on that, along with the cash flow that you have. So as a simple example here, if you had a purchased a property for $265,000 and you had a $200,000 mortgage, your monthly payment without taxes and insurance would be about $816. If you add $200 a month for the taxes and another $50 a month for the insurance, your PITI, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, would be about $1,066. And a rent on a property like that, on average, would generate you $1,575 a month. So if you take that $1,575 a month rent payments you get, and from that, you pay off the mortgage, the taxes, and the insurance of 1066, that gives you roughly $500 a month of positive cash flow, or $6,000 a year. Now, you utilized $65,000 to purchase that $265,000 house, but you got $6,000 of return on that investment of $65,000. Oh, and in addition, a 5% increase in the property value would have given you another $13,250. I know these are a lot of numbers, but the net bottom line I'm trying to express to you is that the $65,000 of equity that if you didn't use earned you nothing will earn you about $19,000 worth of gain in just one year. That's huge. Yeah. And that $500 a month, you know, once you've paid off your, you know, your principal interest taxes and insurance on the investment property, you've got that additional 500. Now, that $500 isn't beer tokens. That's not money to go buy purses and handbags or, you know, go to Chuck E. Cheese or Buffalo Wild Wings. You could apply that 500 to your mortgage payment on the home that you currently live in. Correct. So, you know, if you've got your own mortgage of, just pull a number out of the air, $2,000, you could, in, in essence, pay $2,500 a month on your current home. Yeah. So reducing... You know, that the length, time, of, the length of the loan down. Yep. So you, you've got two properties working for you here, or in essence, one investment property accruing more money over time and also helping you to pay down the mortgage on the home you actually own now. Yes. Um, that's why, you know, investment properties, investments, you know, as Tom said, it is an investment for the age. If you've got $100,000 of equity in a house, you could use... $50,000 of that 100000 to buy an investment property, you could take the other 50000 and diversify your portfolio and maybe connect with a wealth advisor or a stockbroker or a you know, personal finance manager and invest that in something else, in the markets, in bonds, in annuities, all that type of stuff. It doesn't all have to be in real estate. 
that's just what we focus on. But you know, that's you can, our expertise. That's our expertise. You know, but you can diversify. It doesn't all all your eggs don't have to be in one basket. Um, so why buying an investment property? I think we've touched on that. It's important to to you know get more of a return on the money that is available to you. Get a return on tomorrow's money today. Don't just leave it sitting in a bank account. Not, you know, I go back thinking about my, you know, my grandparents, my, you know, they would literally take money out of the bank and put it in an envelope and, you know, put it under the mattress for a rainy day. Well, that, that $100 you've taken out is still going to be $100 in a year's time. You've you not got anything from it. You know, whereas if you take that $100 out and you were to put it into an investment, which you're getting a return on that $100, maybe $200 in a year's time. So that's why we're doing it. It's also... Right now, you can leverage low interest rates, super low interest rates. Yeah. So these payments could be, these, these payments on your investment property could be the lowest payment that you'd ever be able to buy an investment property with without paying cash because the interest rates are so low. And we're seeing clients buying investment properties and using it for their children. They're buying an investment property today. They've got young children. They've got children who are, you know, 10, 12. They're buying a property today and they're leaving it as a legacy for their children. They're buying properties in the city knowing that in 10, 15, 20 years time, their children are going to go to university and that's a house they can live in rent free because that's paid off and they can live there. They can possibly rent out the other bedrooms to their friend, you know, their kids' friends and make a little money that way. But ultimately it's leaving the next generation's bricks and mortar, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a good investment for them. So you're basically making money while making money. It's, it's it, you know, it's as simple as that. Now, Tom's done this a lot. He's been doing this for nearly 40 years. I'm starting this investment, you know, investment investing too because I see the benefits of it and I'm in a position to do it now. Um, but again, if you've got questions, regardless of where you are with regards to investing in real estate, Tom has done this many, many times. You know, you, help, you hold investment properties now. You've held, you know, properties throughout the years. Um, You've sold them at the right time and you've bought them at the right time and you've probably made a lot of mistakes in between too and learned from it. Um, so please reach out to us with regards to that. So what does it mean to own an investment property? What are the, what, if I, if I was to buy an investment property, what's my responsibility? Well, as a landlord, and that's what you would be, you have to treat all parties fairly. I want to set that on the record right away treating everybody fairly, because if you don't, you're going to get yourself in trouble and you don't want any type of discrimination actions taken against you. So number one, treat everybody fairly. Number two, you are going to have some type of responsibility if you don't have a management company. Now, structuring how you take care of your tenants is something very important. What in today's age, you can have direct deposits. You can pay your rent on Venmo. So that's pretty much automatic. You can structure visitations to the property quarterly, monthly, whatever, you know, semi-annually, whatever work you or whatever would work for you so that when you walk through the property, it's in the same condition. Having a real estate agent who knows contractors in case anything needs to be taken care of, where you can call them at two o'clock in the morning 
and not you, but your tenant can call them at two o'clock in the morning, contact that contractor, and you know you're not going to get ripped off yeah. by the contractor. So it's important to have the ducks in a row and a really good real estate agent who understands investments will be able to get you that information. Part of owning a property and ownership is to realize that I'm getting a cash flow. What am I going to do with that cash flow? I'm not going to go out and buy brand new shoes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to take that money and put that money to work for me, whether it's buying down my mortgage or whether it's putting into a fund for college for my kids. Mm -hmm. You should have a vision of your investment. What is it going to do for you? Remember Warren Buffett. You know, he's one of the richest men in the world. He didn't make it on anything but real estate. Once he made his billions of dollars in real estate, then he started entering the stock market and that area there. So it's important to have a vision of why you want a piece of real estate, okay? Mm -hmm. If you're not really married to that vision and you're kind of afraid to do the management, you can turn that over. But if you can self-manage, you buy the property right and you have the right people in place and you've got the right uh, real estate agent, you can do very well in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's interesting to mention too, you know, you may live here in Tucson, you may live in Atlanta, you may live in California, wherever you may live, that doesn't have to be the city that you buy real estate in. You know, we found, and we have clients that are out of state that have bought investment properties here, you know. Tucson, for instance, has a very large military presence. We have a university here, the University of Arizona. So we've had clients that have bought investment properties to use them as student housing, student rentals. You don't have to buy in the city or the state you live in. And that's where it comes into connecting with an agent like Tom and I, who have a lot of connections in a lot of cities across the US and the world, where if you're looking to buy something and invest in something, we can say, well, you know what? Atlanta's up and growing because of X, Y, and Z. That may be a place to buy. You know, Chicago is, has got something going on. You should look to buy there. So, you know, we have these connections. And if you really are interested in buying in real estate or investing in real estate, you know, connect with us and let's have that conversation. Yeah, Matt, I'd like to touch base on that absentee landlords. It's critical that you have a great relationship with the real estate agent because they're going to be your eyes and ears in that Absolutely. area. Okay, make sure the agent understands investment property. Make sure that the agent has the connections to get things taken care of. Too often we hear too many of these horror stories about being an absentee landlord and then they come in once a year and the house is destroyed. Trashed, yeah. Okay, so a really good real estate agent who understands investment property is who you want to work with. Whether it's in your city or whether it's outside of your city, you need to make sure that you interview that agent and see what that agent's knowledge level is. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And... The, the last point here is we're talking about real estate investing. It doesn't have to be investing in buying an investment property, buying a rental property, buying a secondary home, you know, for Airbnb, for whatever it is. It's not just all about investing in another property. You can actually invest in the home that you own. Correct. Okay. So you may have 50, 60, 70, $100,000 in equity. You could pull some of that money out and invest it in your own home to help increase the value of your home exponentially 
year over year over year because you've done some upgrades. So a couple of the top um, the top ten from the the National Association of Realtors, they did a survey of uh, ten items, and I've picked five here that have actually helped increase homes values. Okay, so the first one was opening up the floor plan. If you've got an older home where it's very segregated, very square rooms, taking down some walls, and again, I wouldn't advise doing this by yourself, get a licensed contractor to come in, um, taking those walls down and opening up a floor plan seems to be what most people are looking for, what most people like, and that has in- helped increase homeowners' value. The second one, interestingly enough, was replacing garage doors. If you've got old manual, you know, lift the handle, spring-loaded doors, replacing those with electronic doors, or if the doors are a little beaten up, replacing those with newer garage doors, newer garage systems, most owners that do that and then sell recoup 95% of the cost of those garage doors. I would think if you had Luan-facing doors and you went into six-panel doors, it would make your house seem more stately. Absolutely, yeah, so replacing garage doors. Um, Exterior paint. Touching up the exterior, um, 100% of the cost of the exterior paint will be recouped at a sale if you do your exterior paint right. Now, that comes down to knowing your neighborhood, knowing the rules and regulations around your paint, uh, what colors you can have, and then finding a great painter that can do a great job for you. Um, Fixtures in kitchens and bathrooms. If you've got the uh, gold or, you know, chrome, People are moving away from that and they've found that homes that have brushed nickel and some of these more kind of those tones are actually uh, selling quicker. People are looking at the fixtures in bathrooms and kitchens. And then hardwood floors. Mm -hmm. Tile and carpet being replaced with hardwood floors. 100% of the money that you put into hardwood floors is being recouped in the sale of your home. So... You don't always have to buy an investment property. You can invest in the property that you own, enjoy it, and then get that money back or more if you decide to sell. All right. Great information, man. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up real estate investing episode this week. If you have any questions, please please feel free to text or call Tom and myself or reach out to the team. We're more than happy to sit down and have a conversation with you. Again, if you are in a different state or city, please reach out to us. We will connect you with a great agent and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Nitty Gritty Podcast. If you have any questions about buying, selling, investing, or even getting your real estate license, please give us a call or reach out to us. Our info is in the description.